in the first six weeks we went from 50 job applications a week i want to get this right 50 job applications a week to 900 <laughs> well so people are literally just contacting you going it was great it was great it was su- yeah it was mm. such a great in terms of like employer branding mm. it was so great for recruitment and we still get people we don't use recruiters we you know we do very little outreach in terms of recruitment lots of people come to us because mm. they see what it's like and it kind of helps us get the culture match a bit better because we struggled for a bit to make sure people yeah we got good people in but were they the culture fit we wanted we have a very distinct culture as you can kind of pick up from the videos mm. and um we weren't necessarily getting the culture match right and the videos now you know you can watch what it's going to be like like we you can't create 320 days of consecutive content and fake it good morning good afternoon good evening wherever and whenever you're listening um in this episode i wanted to talk about vlogging a big part of employer marketing is about really giving people a uh, potential employees a view into the life of an organization now this has manifested itself over the years in employee marketing in brochures websites employee profiles blog posts twitter takeovers instagram stories um, and they're all trying to do one thing and that really is about putting you in the shoes of employees to really feel what it's like working in an organization before you join and that's of course a big part of employer branding and that's why I'm super happy to have Harry Hugo here with me today. He's co-founder of the Goat Agency, agency and um, wants to talk to him about their daily goat vlog, which takes this approach to a kind of a whole new level. So, hi, Harry. How's it going? Not bad. Not bad. I'm sat here in the... I can only describe as a bomb site of a uh, bedroom, which has just got clothes um, and letters and Deliveroo uh, remnants, which has become my office. And then I've got this microphone, which is propped up by two, three. uh, It is propped up by eight toilet rolls in order to meet a uh, sort of um, a mouth height. Uh, But I'm I'm here and it's working nicely. Good. And how are you finding the whole thing of working from home, living at home 24, basically 24-7? Yeah, I mean, it's a few different things that complicate it further. So, um, first of all, I wasn't a massive believer in work from home. I didn't believe that lots of people would do work, and I think mm. I've been proven wrong there. Okay. Secondly, I live with my two best mates in a, in a flat in London. Um, we live on the 26th floor, so we have no garden. We have no outdoor space. We've got a small mm. balcony, but other than that, we've very limited space outside. Um, and they also both work for me. So in terms of work-life balance, we don't really have that much. Uh, <laughs> before, because you know, I'm very fortunate and the company's very fortunate to be the size that it is now, I don't actually spend much time with them on a day-to-day level when we were in the office. But now, obviously, I spend every single waking hour with them. Um, so, and also talking about one thing, which is work. So it's been, it's been, a, it's been an interesting one. Um, but you know, we've been friends for a long, long time before goat as well so uh it's gone it's gone relatively smoothly i'd say and I, to be honest i'm quite enjoying it i'm quite enjoying like the little downtime you know that, that five ten minutes in between calls is, yeah, a, is a is is time that i've just never had before you mm. know running an agency of our size um in a fast-moving industry like social media you know there's so many things going on all the time where someone's just coming into your office to ask your question in those five ten minute downtimes between the next task that you're going to perform just don't exist in an office because you get distracted and other things happen around you whereas working from home you actually get them so that probably accumulates 
between 40 and 60 minutes a day of actual downtime, thinking time, which That's I think good. has really helped progress the business over the last few weeks, despite us yeah. not believing it would. Nice. Yeah, it's very valuable, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to be able to step away from what has been the kind of usual routine of, of going into the office and and um, just doing what's always been done for a long, long time. I listened to your, um, your is it your lockdown live talking about the whole thing about working from home and, you know, remote working. So interesting stuff. Anyway, um, so the Go Agency, what do you guys, what do you guys do? Sure. So, yeah, we're an influencer marketing agency led, you know, um, well, totally on social media. Uh, we work with the biggest brands in the world and uh, we, we try and do the coolest campaigns we possibly can. But really, we're about ROI for our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, I'd like to think we're a young, energetic agency that is looking to do something different, disruptive. We are, well, I'm 25 myself. The other two co-founders are 30 and 33 um you know we've never worked at an agency before we've still got no idea what working at an agency is like as a three as a founding three um and we've got no real interest in finding out really because um we believe that the old old agency model is one that um you know doesn't really work in the new in the new world that we live in and i think that's been further uh shown by uh, the fact that COVID-19 has come in and, and forced mm. incredible amount of disruption and and probably premature digitalization um, than what we believed would happen over the next couple of years, you know, really, and we've been talking about it quite a lot, the fact that we believe that uh, really a week now in the COVID-19 lockdown world is, is like a month uh, in a pre covid world in terms of digitalization it's massively massively yeah, sure. sped sped up the uh, the force that had to happen in order to move these big brands into digitalizing and going onto social in a, in a real tangible way mm. and um yeah absolutely and the stuff you're doing with you know the daily goat i think is is showing that you guys are kind of well ahead in in that respect and so what you know what is it what is is the daily goat and why did you why did you start it few different reasons why we started it but i'll give some context about what it is first so we we literally document every single day of working in the office now this is obviously um less relevant now office wise but we still document the inner workings of the agency every single day um from the eyes of the employees uh we have loved doing it we're about 320 episodes in um 320 consecutive working days we literally haven't missed a day yet since we started we started over a year ago now um and it's been a great it's been great fun we've learned a lot we've learned a lot about ourselves we've learned a lot about what we think and how we how we get that across we've learned a lot about positioning um we've learned a lot about b2b marketing which is something we were quite weak on before and now we're quite strong because we've literally done it for ourselves Mm. um and why did we do it um we were we were talking the talk without walking the walk to all our big brands all our big clients we were saying okay yeah you should be creating more content you should be doing this you should be doing that and then we weren't doing ourselves our social channels weren't very good we weren't you know we weren't doing anything different um you know we weren't proud of necessarily the stuff that we were creating for ourselves Mm. and that just felt totally wrong in comparison to what it should be um and therefore we're like okay we have to walk the walk uh, as well as talk the talk so that was that was a major part of it 
Um, and and then, if I'm honest, Channel Four came to us and said uh, we want to roll out the 24 hours in series. Okay. Um, so they had like the 24 hours in the A and E. They've had 24 hours in uh, police or the Met or something like that. Mm. And they wanted to do 24 hours in an agency or oh, in advertising. Okay. Yeah. And they wanted us. Um, so this is before we did the Daily Go. They'd heard about us. Um, you know, we were fast growing. We were young. We looked a bit different to what other people looked like in the agency world. Um, and we work in social influencers, which is obviously a very, very in thing. Um, uh, and that's that's kind of the trigger, I suppose, where we were like, okay, well, if Channel 4 want it, then there's something in this. And we asked Channel 4 about what the kind of uh governance would be from our side and it was nothing and we're like okay well if they're gonna have a complete control to tell our story then we might as well just have complete control to tell our story to the mm. people that we want to tell our story to and really we don't care about a million people watching our stuff that's not the goal that's not the reason for why we create the content we do um you know we have thousands of people that watch our stuff every day um but we care about who it is you know all we're doing this for and i'm totally crude with it we, we we're looking to make more money now, if we can help people along the way and inspire people and, um, and you know, let people think and uh, and let people inside our our four walls of our business, theoretically, you know, hypothetically, mm. um, then that's a that's a positive. But let's be honest, this is a marketing tool for for sales, and therefore I don't care if one person watches it a day, as long as it's that one person who's going to spend millions, millions of pounds of us. And it's been very, very, very successful for us, to be honest. Um, we invested a lot of money. It's certainly not something that comes cheap in order to do it well. We mm. hired a team that just creates the vlog every single day. We've created a bit of a star in our videographer who's become a bit of a yeah, he's great, Max. character. <laughs> yeah, um, he's behind the camera oh, and kind of yeah. is like a, he's like the layman uh, inside an agency. So, yeah. and that's kind of what we always want to keep him as you know someone can watch the videos and you know we might talk in marketing jargon but he'll always break it down because he'll question us and call us out on it because he yeah, doesn't nice. understand it because he's um you know he's just one of the viewers so um we create a team of four people that just work on the vlog every single day so it's about 200 grand a year we will spend on the vlog um for context uh we generated about I'd say we've generated between two and a half to three million pounds worth of business in the last year, directly from the vlog. Brilliant. <laughs> so the ROI is ridiculous, That's but brilliant. we saw no, zero ROI sales-wise for the first six months, zero. Mm. Um, but in the first six weeks, we went from 50 job applications a week, I want to get this right, 50 job applications a week to 900. <laughs> well, so people are literally just contacting you going. It was great. It was great. It was, su yeah, it was mm. such a great, in terms of like employer branding, mm. it was so great for recruitment. And we still get people, we don't use recruiters. We, you know, we do very little outreach in terms of recruitment. Lots of people come to us because mm. they see what it's like. And it kind of helps us get the culture match a bit better because we struggled for a bit to make sure people, yeah, we got good people in, but were they the culture fit we wanted? We have a very distinct culture, as you can kind of pick up from the videos. Mm. And um, we weren't necessarily getting the culture match right. And the videos now, you know, you can watch what it's going to be like. Like, you can't create 320 days of consecutive content and fake it. It's impossible. Yeah, it's right. In the first yeah. in the first two weeks, people were like, Oh yeah, you must be faking these meetings and kind of scripting what you're saying. And we're like, No, we're not actors. 
and then after the the fifth sixth week they're like okay yeah i get it that's just how you are because it's impossible for non-actors to act that consistently for that long um this this is just how it is now we're not doing anything crazy but you know we we say things how they are you know we're we're running a business at the end of the day we we tell our cameraman to fuck off if if he's annoying us like it, it's just how we would expect it to be and we try and keep as much of the honest stuff on camera as we possibly can you need someone like like matt though don't you to just to drive it as well you know to to get involved yeah. and to if because if you're if you leave it to other people it will you just you always be too busy won't you so to have something like him someone like him just to drive it and and get in the way sometimes but then 100 percent. and it, we've made a, a lot of way of doing it we've made a lot of really you know shy people in the office introverted mm. people who uh, for clarity we we force no one to do this um if you wanted to not ever be in the vlog you put your name down and, and we don't touch you um and you're never on you're never seen on camera let alone ask questions okay um but if you wanted to do it we've turned some incredibly shy people who never really talked um to anyone outside their team into stars of the vlog and um you know shakira is probably a great example of that someone who uh was very very quiet no one really knew that much about and then she kind of struck up this dynamic with matt where she was always like sick of him um and the kind of like the classic like we we always talk about internally about the shakira eye roll when matt comes over and you can <laughs> see her eyes rolling yeah nice. and uh there was this really nice dynamic and you know we're not we're not stupid enough to <laughs> to know we're not creating a reality tv show here it, when we were in the office and um, we did 200 and you know 80 episodes in the office or whatever 270 episodes day in day out in the office you know it was a reality tv show people people tuned in because they liked certain characters they didn't like others they thought others were annoying they thought others were funny they liked matt you know all these different things like people people tune in to see what other people's lives are like and an office environment where most people are uh you know most people are uh, you know in a relatable circumstance it's it's great it's great viewing now there's definitely ways we can improve it, but we are just filming what's really happening. Mm, that's good. And how you've, you know, the the impact of obviously COVID, you know, and all of a sudden I remember the, the video where you basically announced from your flat on the twenty whatever floor, you know, going right today we're we're going to try something out, and you know we're going to be working from home, and um, but the vlog must continue. Um, so, yeah. kind of, what's the Kind of how has that impacted on the vlog and what have you done kind of to to make up for the fact you're not in the same place um so on a vlog point of view it's been hard um okay. it was easy at the start uh and that's mainly because like the excitement right it's completely different working from home people prioritizing their day in a different way um but as it's gone on, like it's hard for people to put time aside in order to uh, create content and think about what to say. The beauty, and not to not to uh, blow too much smoke up his ass, but Matt is a superstar. We hired him thinking he was going to be this uh, silent person behind the camera. He's going to be a great videographer. That's why we hired him. Mm. And what we actually found was he he's this bundle of energy. But not only that, he, he's incredibly charismatic uh, behind the camera and he can make people, he gets the best out of them. So he can bring someone uh, and create a storyline out of nothing and he bounces off people really, really well. And 
that as soon as we unleash matt into the character that he is now and you know matt is a matt is very similar to the character he plays but he is a character in the vlog for sure um because you know naturally he's learned more and more of the business and how it works uh but he has to kind of dumb that down in order to continue to be this character to help yeah. the viewer through the journey okay. um but you know without him or a character like him it's a very very different product and uh when you're relying on that you know spark to come from someone filming themselves from home it's a very very different product and that's why we've kind of we slightly transitioned in the last sort of couple of weeks about what that content looks like are we going to be doing some bit more fun content going to kind of lighten the mood matt's done some of the content uh on his own channel i'm not sure if you follow him on linkedin um yeah, do, yeah. but he's done like this series where he's learning about uh historic art with his with his flatmate, uh, yeah. with his flatmate which is just so classic <laughs> it's great, um, yeah. he also did uh <sighs> he learned all the words to a song from monty python uh <laughs> like he, he's done flower arranging he's done uh spelling b with his flatmate like all the different things that you'd, you'd kind of associate with easy to film um but kind of creating these video series and um yeah that's kind of the light-hearted entertainment i think we've always tried to be entertainment cross insight uh, and we've always tried to balance that amongst different characters on the vlog mm. um so we have you know someone like sam fowler who's a great character on the vlog and he's always going to give you a slight entertainment angle um may is always going to give you that smile and you're going to be uh, you're going to feel yourself smiling by just watching her and kind of feel the energy and then you'll get insight from aaron or myself or alex or it could be anyone really i mean the, the, but we really have understood now who's going to give us what um mm. and that that's helped the dynamic but yeah working from home and creating a, a daily piece of content that's as engaging you know, can we create a daily piece of content? Uh, can we create a weekly piece of content that sounds engaging? Yes, definitely. But daily, like, there's so many things that people forget have to go into it to make it good. Um, mm. The edit is is a day's edit, and we're a day day in lieu every single day. Um, so, yeah, it's it's tough going. It's tough going. It's, you know, we've we went through a lot of editors at the start, and then we found Tom, who. Uh, was incredibly valuable for us because he could turn it around in five hours, not nine. Yeah, and good. and that made a huge difference to being able to kind of up the quality of it, up the edit quality, up the little bits that make it shine mm. uh, rather than just get it out, which was very much the ethos at the start of the, the project. I really like what you you guys do in terms of mixing it up. You know, like there's a video of, of your your guys talking about TikTok, you know, and referring back to i think it was episode 151 when you were talking a few months ago about how tiktok is you know is here and it's definitely on its way mainstream and um and so there's that kind of insightful side of things about looking at a particular platform and then and then there's the lockdown live which okay which is a bit of a see a side thing to the to the to the daily um goats but it's that thing about you know yeah, you and aaron um nick and and others to actually share insights about what's going on at the moment and the briefings that are happening, you know, by the government and and what your views are on that. I think that's um, a really nice mix because, well, as you say, you know, you've got business out of it because it's showing, you know, what the people are like to work with. You know, sure. your your understanding. We, your we have we have we have clients who literally ask for some of our account managers because they see them on the vlog. 
like that's that's the power of this like we've created personalities and you know i think lots of people talk about personal branding and they talk about it for like the ceo and the founders and things like that and look i'm very passionate about that as well but i also understand the value of low down employer uh personal branding like the value the the difficulty we had when we were looking at other people who were doing sort of big scale personal branding and obviously you look at gary v etc um was the okay well what happens if something goes wrong like it's always his problem because someone's always going to want to talk to him if you're spending five million quid a year and something's not going 100 percent right and he's the guy who sold you in you believe in him like you're only ever going to go to him yeah. the beauty and that's very un like obviously he's done a great deal scaling it right and i'm not i think what gary's done is great but scaling the personal branding past the the sole founder or the group of senior team has been so valuable to us because Sam Fowler has a huge presence on the vlog and he's loved by his clients for being on the vlog. Mm. And then we had one client who came in, I was sat in a, uh, in a meeting with them, glass meeting room in the office and people coming past going for cups of tea. And she was naming every single person who walked past every single person she named That's so good. and it must have been 15 or 20 people walked past and she knew exactly what they did and what and like the last time they were on the vlog their name like they just love it and these are people spending hundreds of thousands of pounds with us so the exciting thing about it for me is okay how can we build a deeper love for our brand we have very very few agencies in the world who have people who love the brand of an agency why would you but we're trying to build that kind of consumer aspect from a b2b level into our brand mm. and yeah ultimately you know when we talk about say employer branding that that is what already exists an employer brand already exists and it's what the people are like at work and you know so actually this is like actually a great example i think of employer branding you know um there's the employer branding world is you know got lots of you know, employee value propositions, employer brands, you know, themes and pillars and, and, um, you know, can often be heavy on the messaging, but ultimately is what your, what it's like to be with your employees and your future colleagues. And so that's why for me, the, the daily goat is just, uh, you know, that's why I was keen to talk to you about it really. Um, and when, when it comes to when people are going through that, so they, they've approached you and said they want to, you know, work with you guys or want to apply for a job um, or you've got a vacancy and you get a flood of um, inquiries, applications. Um, how do the candidates, kind of the people who you're interviewing, find the vlog? Do they, how valuable do, do they find that, find the vlog? The clients or the, or the employees? Uh, the employees, yes. Yeah, so candidates who are you know, looking to join you yeah, think, and going through I a recruitment very, process. I think- I think it's pretty, like I said, like in terms of the onboarding, it makes it a lot easier. It's, it's a lot easier to remember names. Like we've got over a hundred staff and I know that, you know, it's very daunting coming into an office where everyone knows each other already and knows what everyone does and who everyone is and what their name is. Like you can watch, I don't know, let's say two hours of our vlog content and you will know every single member of staff in the office and what they do. There's a good chance. So I think that's very valuable. Um, I think what I was talking about earlier, I think that culture uh, fit uh is um it's vital for us it's so so important that we get a culture fit because we need people to buy in to the overall journey and what we're trying to achieve and that that's not always easy um and uh yeah yeah i mean 
I think it's also that that element of you know we want people to get excited and if they're part of something that's completely different you know we had so may who is on the vlog quite a lot um and is known for having like this most infectious smile she joined because of the vlog she came from mindshare it's another big okay, agency yeah. Uh, and she joined because she watched the vlog and she loved it. And uh, she's come in and we've we've done a great job. She's taken a Mindshare client already. Um, she's uh, managing one of our biggest accounts in the UK. And uh, she's obviously a, a fan favorite on the vlog as well. So, uh, yeah, I think the, the, the opportunity for recruitment is great. The opportunity for onboarding is great. And then the opportunity for internal culture is great. I think, you know, lots of people talk about the fact that they like to switch off when they go on holiday, which I totally agree with. And I think that it's very, very important. We've just released our uh, holiday um, allocation changes for this year in order to force people to take holiday on a monthly basis, uh, okay. at a minimum, um, because working That's from good. home, we feel like it's, you know, people are finding it harder to take a day off uh, or feel like they can. And then we're, we're forcing it upon them because I think it's really important that people don't burn out. But on the flip side, it is really nice that say when the world does resume back to normal, um, when you go on holiday to just be able to tune in of an evening by the pool and watch a 10 minute segment, see what your mates are doing back at home and kind of Ooh. keep in the loop. Um, you know, not, not forcing people to read emails. I'm certainly not forcing people to, to watch it uh, whilst they're abroad, but you know, is it nice? And have I heard lots of stories of people doing that? Yeah, for sure. And I love doing that as well. It's kind of nice to stay kind of in touch, but not. I remember a, um, I remember a Mexico episode, I think, when you're on holiday in Mexico. Yes. Yeah. I, and, I mean, uh, was that about we've done a lot last things. summer. That was good. Yeah. Kind of you, I think, checking in on things. But it is lovely that people can, you know, if they want to check in and see how it's going kind of back at the ramp, so to speak, it's, um, it's lovely that they do that. You know, it's, um, as you say, you're not forcing them to. Um, and um, I mean, when it comes to, Okay, so a lot of lot of listeners will be go. Okay, well, well, you know, it sounds like it takes a lot to do this, and you know, it does. You know, you got a team dedicated to do it, and you have got Matt who's kind of driving driving this this for you. But you know, what um, what kind of advice would you give the organisations who are thinking, okay, well, I I want to do some part of this. I want at least you know make a start on doing something, but I don't I don't have say maybe two hundred grand to to fork out sure. on, on people well look there's there's plenty of ways that you can do this on your own um it just requires a lot of time and effort right and um and expertise you've got to learn how to video edit and i think the key the key piece of information that that needs to ring out is the fact that anyone can do this and anyone can and should be creating more content we're creating mm. content here and like i said at the start of this this podcast i'm sat in my room surrounded by delivery uh takeaway bags I'm, i've got a, uh, an old cardboard box which was uh well, let me have a look uh looks like it was some sort of i think it was denby plates that were delivered <laughs> from amazon i've turned that upside down and i've put uh eight toilet rolls stacked up in a pyramid uh and put a mic on the top in order to, to speak into this you know this this is not a complicated thing it just takes a bit of effort and a bit of a uh, bit of time um but the results are fantastic in terms of creating content it doesn't have to be brilliant if you go back and watch yeah. our first vlog you will be shocked if you then go back and watch episode 199 and <laughs> one night i don't i, I say 199 so 
uh, confidently because I do believe that's our best ever vlog. We went to LA to watch the KSI versus Logan Paul vlog. Oh yes, yeah, so remember Logan that Paul one, yeah. And it was ridiculously like, it's just a brilliant vlog. Um and uh you know the the difference in quality is so significant. But that's just because we took you know we we 199 days into it. We know what we're doing. We've got a bit more understanding about what works, what doesn't. Um, so just getting started is the hardest bit. We took two years to decide to do this. We knew we wanted to do it. It took two years to do it. And actually, from us making the decision we were going to do it and to us starting took 24 hours. So we did made we made the decision on Thursday night. And we had Matt in for an interview. I hired an editor on the Friday afternoon um they started on the monday we recorded on the monday and we put the first vlog out on the tuesday that was how we started we just went we're just gonna have to do it we invested ten thousand pound in camera equipment mm. um we put it on their desk on monday morning when they arrived and they just started filming that was it yeah we, had to, we just had to do that in order to make it actually happen and people were like oh yeah you should start off by doing it weekly it's like no definitely don't do that start off by building a habit this is a habit game mm. um and yeah, if you're doing something that's like longer form, like a podcast and doing it daily, yeah, it's hard. Even when we were doing lockdown live every day, um, every afternoon for like the first two or three weeks, which was good fun. And, and, and we saw a lot of value from it. Um, but doing that every day was, was tough going, mm. but creating a vlog every day of what you're doing. Isn't that hard? Like we've got down to even our bumper vlogs. We've got down to like, I don't know, 20 to 25 minutes of filming total across mm. all people. Okay. And, um, you know that that's very easy very manageable it makes editing very easy as well so practice makes perfect and there's no there's no time at the present linkedin is blowing up right now there's a great opportunity to create better content doesn't all have to be video doesn't all have to be podcast like be mm. creative but not creating content right now is a mistake definitely you guys are, i mean you know stand out on linkedin i think you know there's there's companies that are you know doing the same level as you know you're even around the same level as you guys I, I i don't many know many of them if any to be honest um i think you're right absolutely linkedin is actually i think finally becoming the platform it was always meant to be <laughs> but, 100%. but it's, it's take taking time isn't it but it's um yeah linkedin is that you guys are killing linkedin and um um yeah it's it's, it's great to actually see that kind of that kind of content on linkedin um whereas maybe a year or so a few years ago would have seen well it's, let's just put it on on youtube you know but you're a business and <laughs> it's got to be on on linkedin i think that kind of thing and then changes what other people perceive what good content is on on linkedin as well so um yeah you're you're um forcing the change i think and i'm, I'm seeing other people start to kind of cotton on to things and you know do do similar things as well which is great um what's your um what's your favorite um daily go episode i think it has to be 199 okay uh, there, there's a few there's a few i think it's number 40 47 or 49 which is the the day we uh so there's a there's a massive awards show in, in the industry called the bt sport industry awards um and i went to my first bt sport industry awards when i was 18 and the reason i love it so much and the reason it's different there's so many award shows in marketing and they're all shit um but this one's very different because it feels like it's a thousand people in the Batsy Evolution in uh, Batsy Park. Mm. And it's the tier down from the sports personality of the year. Um, okay. But all the sports stars still go. So like last mm. year was Raheem Sterling, Gareth Southgate, like it's top tier. And they're all yeah. just wandering around. No one's uh, 
boxed off from anyone. Like it's just they might be on your table. It's it's nuts. So imagine eighteen cool. year old who absolutely loves sport mm. walking into that room, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And I got invited the first year when I was eighteen, so I have to go every single time I possibly can. The next year we didn't get uh, didn't get invited. I spent a week in my job just trying to like butter people up in order to find an extra table uh, seat oh, nice. and i Good and luck. i got one with a law firm who were going and nick cook my business partner now at goat also got one he got one with the jacksonville jaguars and we both went the, the year after as well and then that night um nick and i had a drink it was about 2 a.m with ap mccoy uh, at the at the bar after just dancing with Thierry Henry on the uh, dance floor. Like, this is the level. That's like, brilliant. it is nuts. We had a drink oh, at AP McCoy, and we both said to each other, we're going we're gonna to win that award one day. And the yeah. biggest award of the night is Agency of the Year. Mm. Um, and the first year of our agency, we were, we were, so I was 20. Um, so it was 2015. Um, we, there was the, fir- the first time they'd, have a, they'd had Young Agency of the Year as an award, and we won it. And going up on that stage, David Hay giving me a pat on the back as I walked up. Mm. Uh, you got uh, Adebayo Akinfemwa and his brothers going ballistic because we worked with them nice. that, that year in the in the in front of the stage. And uh, we got an Olympic gold medalist giving us the 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 award. And you know this is this is a thousand person arena. And we're like, wow, this is awesome. We actually won an award at our at our favorite ever event. And then we've been a few times since uh and then we came second last year in agency of the year but the difference um in agency of the year compared to all the other awards is there's a judging day now the judging day is done about three to four weeks prior to the actual award night and it requires six judges to have 40 minutes in your office and you can do whatever you want whatever you want to impress them and we we'd always heard about this because you know the the agencies of the year nominees are always octagon mnc sarchi two circles um ogilvy caa wasserman you know the biggest agent biggest sports agencies in the world Mm. and so the first time we got into that list we got nominated as one of six alongside those sort of names and considering we're not a sports agency we're about to do 20 percent of our work in sport that was an amazing honor but it's because we love that award show so much but the big thing was that uh, there's a judging day and we could do whatever we want. So our idea was, one, to vlog the whole thing because no one had ever talked about it externally. They'd always talked about the fact that there was a judging day, but no one ever revealed what they did. So we're like, okay, we're the the new guys in town here. We're going to disrupt. We're going to tell everybody live what we're doing. So we started started this Twitter war against all the other agencies who are nominated because the (laughs) judges go from one agency to another. Okay. So we were like teasing the things that we were going to do, calling them out, say they, theirs wasn't going to be good enough. Then started live streaming the bit when they arrived. And then we filmed the whole thing. The idea was we we thought all the other agencies were going to do this huge, like big welcome for the judges. And so, you know, uh, like confetti going off, uh, all the staff there, et cetera, were, like humming. So we went for the opposite. We, we evacuated the whole building um, <laughs> and they walked into an empty office. So an office that's 12,500 square foot, there was no one in there. Um, And they were like, what? And then as we walked around the office, we went into one of the meeting rooms and we sat them down, showed them a video where it told them that uh, this was the size of the office that we won Young Agency of the Year at two years ago. And it was like an eight-person office. Okay. They were sat in this 120-person office in central London. Um, and they were like, okay, wow, look at the growth. And then I said, okay, well, over the next 20 minutes, people are going to feed in 
at the rate that they were hired at over the last two years since we won that award. And when they came out of the main presentation, the whole office was full, people just doing their job, but it was absolutely humming. So that kind of build up of uh, that crescendo of having no idea what's going on to having like, this is what the culture is all about. And we filmed the whole thing um, and filmed me explaining what it was all going to happen before it happened and being nervous, Aaron being potentially late because he was coming from a meeting with Lidl on the other side of London. Like the tension and drama is great. And that was like lovely, episode lovely. 40. Um, and yeah, that was exciting. Uh, yeah. And that, that, that was, that was, that was, a, that's a good memory. But yeah, the, I mean, the best vlog is definitely 199. Uh, KSI versus Logan Paul in LA, definitely. Yeah, it looked like a good night, definitely. Yeah. Oh, one, um, honestly, one of the best nights mm. of my life. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, look, it's it's fantastic. You know, I I I watch the vlog regularly, and um, I think for me, it's you really do get a feel for you know what it's like being there, and you do you, you notice the people that are in the vlog, and and you do feel an element of kind of feeling like you know them before you even met them or, or spoken to spoken to them so um yeah it's really nice to see this and you know long may it continue i think your kind of advice around just starting is is absolutely spot on because you know it's actually it's actually great to be able to look back at something and and see how far you've come um so it doesn't have to be perfect right right off the bat um because it's it's a obviously it's a learning process isn't it isn't it so i think that's a i think that's a really good takeaway which is just start start something start small um and know that you know you'll you know it will become better and people are gaining confidence of being in front of camera or behind the camera um and you'll have something that is is documenting what life is like and opinions within within the organization which is i think really really valuable for taking it straight back to what employer branding is all about so um so yeah i really um i think that's our i think that that's our time done now but i really appreciate no appreciate your time hugo it's been good to chat with you and and uh, what i'll do is i'll um i'll drop some um links into um some episodes that ksi one in particular um into my episode description um so people can have a look and see what it's all about and um you know i'll i'll put it out on linkedin Great. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure talking about the Daily Goat and what we've created over the last 300 episodes. So thank you very much for, for having us. Good stuff. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Take care. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to follow or subscribe for the latest episode drops. And don't forget to get in touch if you want to contribute.